0: Hello?
1: What's your favorite scary movie?
2: Beer the Talking Queer, Part
3: 2. Two? Who's going want to do that? Sequels suck. Hey, bitch. Hey, bitch. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, not Valentine's.
2: Yes. <laughs> so we have a lengthy episode ahead of us
3: We sure do, but it's an exciting one
2: It's an exciting one, so we just need to like dive into it So first, yeah. before we get started, we wanted to remind everybody that we have our Beer the Talking Queers official merchandise out right now
3: Yes, please, you can get all the best fucking designs you've ever seen in your life It's like a horror yes. sticker shirt sweet screams bitch like
2: fear the talking queers stab 3 return to woodsboro we just released that
3: yeah so we have a brand new shirt that we released for the uh what is it 20th 21st anniversary of scream 3
2: the 21st anniversary of scream 3 yes yeah on the day can you believe? so So, (laughs) and obviously in honor of black history month we are donating 30% of all February sales to the center for black equity
3: Yes, absolutely. So anything that you buy from us is going to a good cause.
2: Yeah. And if you don't want to buy from us, just donate to them directly at centerforblackequity.org. And remember, Black history is more than a month, it's a fucking lifetime, 365 to 366 days a year.
3: Yes, God damn it.
2: And we do say that wholeheartedly, even though this week we're talking about another dumbass white movie about some dumbass <laughs> white girls getting yep. their white asses cut the fuck up. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so um, before we uh, dive into that, we have something very special planned. But first, I think we need to introduce ourselves because we haven't done that in a long time. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so my name is Jake.
2: And I'm Frankie. And we
3: are Fear the Talking Queers. Welcome yes, to the show.
2: Bitch. And we're on a double date. Ooh, a Valentine are. double date. Uh, uh. <laughs> so we are
3: so, so, so excited to announce that we have the Fangirls on our podcast with us today. Yes. yes. Hi, bitches. Yes. yes. This is so exciting for us.
4: Oh my god, it's way more exciting for us. It's
3: It's an an honor,
4: honor. it's an honor. Oh my
3: gosh, I've never felt more excited in my life. So uh, before we get into it, why don't you uh, introduce yourselves to the listeners and a little bit about your podcast?
0: Sure. Okay, we're the Fangirls. My name is Emily Clark and I am Devin Rocket. And we love horror movies. We love getting scared by them, but we're not like, honestly, we're not super smart about them. Like, we're not getting into the nitty gritty, to be honest. We're just watching them from a super basic Basic bitch perspective. (laughs) Like, if I had to describe us... I would say we're just a couple of basic ass bitches who claim to hate Valentine's Day, but also relish in the idea of eating a box of chocolates and drinking a bottle of rosé for dinner. We love to watch horror movies. We get really scared by them. And then we like to come back and, and talk, talk about, about them with you, baby.
3: Oh my God! <laughs> Wait, that was incredible. I think that <laughs> was that planned. <laughs> we're not gonna talk. No, that. We're not not gonna a little improv
0: artist
4: back in the day, baby. <laughs> <laughs> <Thank God. laughs> but yeah, we're just not genre bust. We're not no. Like if you're coming for the knowledge, you're at the wrong
0: place. <laughs> but if you want to talk, if you want to wear leggings and eat avocado toast, you're
3: the right place yes oh man well we are so excited to have you on the show today um so for the month of february we have decided that our theme is like obsession right last week we we uh we did our obsessions with hot men we picked like our favorites (laughs) and um it was so sexy like i was like sweating while we were doing it
2: i got it from my chair and it was all wet a puddle underneath <laughs> my chair
4: <laughs> i was too i was at work and i'm like so embarrassed i'm like oh my god <laughs> <These> <laughs> put are the slippers so
0: on. Put the scuba mask on we're diving in. we're diving
4: into some <laughs> territory baby
3: so um the way that we've been doing this is we uh we're going to spin this little wheel here okay. and um, it's going to pick what we're going to talk about this week. Alright, so here we I'm go. going to spin. <laughs> Ooh, okay. This is a good one. What are your, what sweets
2: and desserts oh, are no. you obsessed <laughs> with? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my That's god. Sure. There's so many to choose from.
3: Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I could be here for two hours.
2: <laughs> okay. okay. I'm, I'm going to face- start off by knowing my number one is chocolate chip cookies. They're oh, like you're moist. a
3: basic bitch too. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. cool.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the fangirls.
2: They have to be, like, moist, like those Mrs. Fields ones that are, like, only, like, half-baked. Mm. I
0: like that a little doughy
3: Ooh, consistency. Yeah. Yes, I definitely love doughy, like doughy cookies for sure. Just
2: enough—they've got heated up just enough to get rid of the salmonella from the like, egg. Oh <laughs> my god! <yeah. laughs> two
4: minutes in the microwave, baby. You're golden. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: Oh my god! My, your cookie would be on fire for two minutes. <laughs> Thirty seconds. Crispy. I mean. <laughs> 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 uh, I would probably say my, fa- my favorite sweet thing of all time um, is probably are probably donuts. I'm obsessed okay. with donuts. Okay. Oh, they're mm. so good! I love a maple bar. <laughs> I love a basic ass glaze. You know, it doesn't have to be fancy. It just has to be a donut, and it has to be in my mouth.
4: Okay. Do you have a favorite
3: like donut <laughs> shop? Um. Wh- well, I. Uh, I'm I'm am vegan now. Not that I you know, haven't mentioned that a million times oh, on this podcast. Okay. So now yeah, there is actually Love it.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> there's actually a place right here in Orange County called uh, the Donuttery Shout out to the Donuttery because I spent a lot of money there. Spot, spot us, and, baby. Um,
2: that sounds like a that sounds like <laughs> a gay dating app. <laughs> <laughs> the Donuttery <laughs>
3: <laughs> and uh yeah they have amazing vegan donuts and um I postmate them like every, every uh week. love it love I it, love it. Yeah. Okay. I love that I love, love a donut them.
1: too
0: oh my god a donut is so good a crispy just, cream donut yeah
3: mm. um.
1: Oh, yes, hot yes, and fresh, yeah. baby. Mm-hmm. Yes. pull that <laughs> right
4: off the fucking conveyor belt, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Emily, I think... Are you... All right,
0: I'll go next. I'll go next. A sweet treat I'm obsessed with, and I have to say this, like, I am obviously, like, a Halloween whore, like, I love Halloween, but I am yeah. obsessed, and a lot of people like to fight me on it, but, like, I King love candy corn. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: Jacob loves candy, candy corn. corn.
0: I'm a slice of candy corn. A fucking fresh bag of candy corn. There is nothing better in the whole world. I, I would beg to differ. <laughs> so many people. Me
3: too. <laughs> yes. Some people are not They're about not it, and like it. Joey
1: and it I go. It must be like ham. a
2: blonde thing. <laughs> you guys are the blonde ones. Yeah, yeah. That's why, yeah, oh
3: yeah like
0: when you peroxide your fucking scalp, <laughs> you're into candy corn. You're like, <laughs>
1: thing that happen. Yeah. It's
3: it, like, burns that part of your brain yes. that gives that, you, that know, gives your you, taste like, in yes. food.
0: exactly, exactly. I love
3: that. Your palate is just ruined. <laughs>
0: Fried much like your ends of your hair. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> I love candy corn, though. Like, I'm obsessed with it. I think it's oh so God. good. I don't get how people don't no. like it. I think it's so delicious. Because it
4: feels like biting into the, the candle. Oh, like still. <laughs> yes,
2: it does. It's like wax. <laughs>
3: I'm also obsessed with Twizzlers, and so that's also like, waxy a very waxy kind waxy of candy. tasteless yeah. candy that I, feel like I love. It's my
4: third favorite, favorite I candy. Why. Because
3: you're is tasteless. The
4: Yankee candle. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> oh, summer night nice Dream. Yeah. I love like the Yankee candle vibe of like, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> what is this? Well, I think we've all smelt
0: a Yankee candle that smells so good we want to take a bite. I no, know. just me? Just okay, sure.
4: cool.
2: <laughs> no, yeah. No, I have a Yankee candle that I just got. Just side note, I had a Yankee candle that I just got. And I, my mom bought it for me for Christmas, and I smelled it. And I was like, this smells like a sexy man that's like chopping wood in the woods.
3: Ooh, those are I my favorites. That. I get made fun of all the time in my house because I like like scents that smell like Sex. old man cologne. Oh, oh, too. Oh, yes. Joe, Joey hates it. He's like, what is wrong with you? This smells like shit. I'm the Obviously, same you way love it, and it and for I'm some the the reason. Same way. I'm like, give
4: me a
0: little,
4: yeah, a,
1: yeah.
3: a little bitchy candle. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah,
4: for sure. <laughs> My sister has this candle and she's
3: like, it reminds me of the Brawny Man. I'm like, mm, oh. yes. <laughs> Ooh. It does. It does. does it come with it? Um, yeah,
4: it comes with a free paper towel roll. <laughs> 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 it comes with a flannel shirt that you can cuddle.
0: You can put it on your body pillow at night and uh, <laughs> <laughs> like a little toy
1: eye.
2: I it's love that. You can... mm. Do you have any Oh sweets my gosh. With?
4: I feel like, okay. I don't know. that's fun um i am like not a sweets girl
1: oh i know
4: this is horrible oh my i God. hate admitting
0: this because this is like such a hot topic this is the one You're... thing we fight about it's the one thing
4: we fight about it is it is um this is it's absurd like... i know i know i do i like s- certain things like Selectively, but like I think for like a dessert treat type, I like a macaron.
3: Oh and yes, like that's so yeah. French, oh, oh. Marie Antoinette.
2: Oh. <laughs> 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 okay, Marie Antoinette. Beef ragout, cheese souffle. No, she literally said I hate sweets, but I the macarons.
4: Macarons, us French for cookie. <laughs> so I made my vagina. No. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> um, but honestly, like I love a macaron because I love the aesthetic of it, and like most of the time I just yes. let them go a little bit old on my countertop because it's so beautiful. It's like a bath bomb that you don't want to use. Yes. Because, like, Oh, look just so buy them, oh, just to
2: stack them up well. in your kitchen on a plate. <laughs> yeah, <Yes, laughs>
4: yes. I'm like just I walk by and smell them, and I'm like, that's enough. Yeah. I can go to work <laughs> today.
3: They are fucking delicious, though, yeah, uh, and especially when they're from France. Ooh, uh, so you've had them, do them from France. Yes. Yeah, bitch. I was in I was in Cannes, France, and I went to uh, um. Yeah, what? I know. Fancy, bitch, you at you know, the Can, I can food up, store.
4: Like
3: I went to the canned food aisle and yeah. food. <laughs> <laughs> uh no I d- yeah, no, I yeah, I work on cruise ships, so I was in oh. France and we got macarons at a fancy macaron place. Oh. It was delicious. The one
2: that I had that I did not like was peanut butter and jelly. That one is Ew, gross. That oh, does really? sound like a
0: tacky flavor. But a- so <laughs> that,
2: yeah, so that, that sounds so high
0: class. Yeah, seriously. That sounds like a fucking, like, Michael be like, I had a Jolly Rancher macaron.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> I'm like, they have to be pink, green, or brown. Otherwise, I'm, like, not into it.
3: <laughs> it's like, I had a fucking big macaron, okay, from McDonald's.
2: <laughs>
1: a big macaron.
2: A big macaron. <laughs>
0: big macaron <laughs> no I <laughs> oh that big god. macaron truck right in this little <laughs> garage <laughs> oh my god
2: okay I have another one I have another one Okay. There, there's this brand of THC gummies called Kana I think it's Kana K-A-H-N-A Kana and they have like the nano there's like a uh, okay I might not even be saying the brand right but it has like a lion's head on it and they make like a nano one Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so they're like five percent thc but when you eat it the flavors are spectacular it's like those like what we were talking about before jake like the bugs from the lion king (laughs) they taste like that like juicy just juicy juice and um i like like the (laughs) pomegranate punch i think it is oh my god it's delicious and your high hits you in like five minutes because they're like, because oh, shit. they're like processed so that they hit you faster, which is why they're called like nano because they're like nanotechnology or something. Oh my god, that's so futuristic! It's so futuristic. When I eat it, I feel like Judy Jetson. <laughs> <laughs> Judy Jetson, <laughs> Judy Jetson- <laughs> hooker. Judy Jetson hooker. <laughs> and I, they're so pomegranate punch um, and Kana Nano something. Look it up. It has a lion's head on it. So good.
3: Awesome. Ooh, cute. Okay, I'll I'll do that. Um, I probably say, see. I'm also a huge, fucking candy addict too. But I love like sour candy. Like sour punch is like the holy grail of of sour candy, and like slightly followed by sour patch kids. But those two yep. are they're my favorite. I can fucking eat them. I can eat them for a meal. Yeah. <laughs> My teeth would fall out, but I mean, I would do it. No, I like, did.
2: I ate those for lunch. I literally had a, a strip. I went to grocery outlet and they had two for one dollar of sour punch cherry flavored, which is my favorite. And uh, cherry flavored sour punch strips are the hardest to find. They're hard to come. They're <laughs> yeah, rare. Yeah. They're
3: grocery I mean, outlet. They're- yeah, you We're need to be like Nicolas Cage, National Treasure yeah. to find them. <laughs> they're so trip.
4: good. It's- oh my! I like. What is your favorite flavor? Because I love sour punch straws. Like
2: yes yeah, sorry yeah, cherry. yeah. Green. Mine's uh, cherry. I,
3: the green uh i think i like green. i think green i think i would say green
4: and you just eat that bitch like spaghetti like put it in a bowl
0: and just slurp it up. <laughs> ratatouille lady in <and> the tramp <laughs> yes,
3: yes. we're not like we're not like apple or cherry we're like green yeah
2: no yeah just like that's like when you're a kid and you're like um, what's your favorite soda? Red.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's a color. That's the answer. The, oh, my God. The purple one. Yeah. I yeah want
2: juice. Like, just what kind? It's just chemical blue. flavors. <laughs> <They're not> blue <laughs> juice. <laughs> that
3: was me at
4: Taco Bell. So I
2: was like, blue. A. Yeah. Yeah. Baja Blast. Um, yeah. Oh, the oh, my God.
3: The, the greatest soda ever in No, invented. Baja Blast is
2: literally the best. And one time I found a two liter of it. At Walmart, are
3: they going to say a tooth
2: in no. it? No, like, <laughs> oh.
0: because I would believe that. I would believe that. No, I, and, I liked it more.
2: If <laughs> you're ever looking for some fun,
0: calcium baby.
2: If you get Blanco tequila and pour it in some Baja Blast, it is a cocktail from heaven.
3: Oh my god! Oh That's my god! A you're a ghetto spy. <laughs> like, honestly,
1: like
0: I will do that.
4: I will, too. I am not trying to spur off topic, but I just saw a TikTok today, which is so funny because they were like, hey, why do you look at these beautiful babies? Why are you feeding them formula? And it's like, instead, you should feed them Baja Blast. <laughs> 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 oh, my God.
2: That's a sweet treat. Like, Baja Duh. Blast is a sweet treat. it?
4: Yeah. You
1: know was this on Goop? Uh, yeah. Did Goop. Glenn
3: Paltrow suggest this? <laughs> yeah. I'm like,
4: yeah. The food pyramid for me goes like Baja Blast and then it's like beef jerky <laughs> and then like so on and so forth.
2: No, literally, I told my husband the other day, I was like, we literally have to grow up. Our diet is literally middle school sleepover.
3: <laughs> literally. We're, we, we, we eat popcorn like every Pizza. night. We eat... <laughs> I oh pizza! It. Oh yeah, quarantine has fucked us up. We used to be hot shit. No, we're <laughs> oh like my god! Doughy. Yeah.
2: On the topic of sweet treats, <laughs> this isn't the, this isn't like sweet tooth sweet treats. This is just like a guilty pleasure treat. I'm not kidding. My husband and I literally went to Burger King, Wendy's, and McDonald's <gasps> to get specific menu items all in the same day because we just (laughs) came out of COVID. so like the day after we're like we don't feel like cooking what do we do i'm like let's get fries from mcdonald's fries and chicken nuggets from mcdonald's let's get whoppers from burger king and let's get the spicy chicken from wendy's (laughs) Jesus Christ I respect it so and much. that was
3: the last time we ever heard from Frankie after he died of a heart
2: attack <laughs> and I gained 29 pounds <laughs> in
4: one evening baby
2: shit yeah. and then we went to Taco Bell like two days later
4: oh my god I respect it oh my god it. so I'm done See, I, with I this topic it, I respect it <laughs> yes yeah, everyone's excuse nowadays is like well COVID right like, yeah you can do anything yeah, absolutely. and be like COVID okay, baby right. I don't know like did I yeah, did I gain I, 180 pounds? Yes. yes but it's like, COVID, yeah. It's COVID. Yes. Part absolutely. Of the I don't
0: know. Um, okay. So like I am like a, I like fully embrace how like much I love a trash aesthetic. Like I know I'm trashy. Like I've got fake blonde hair. I've got like my little fake eyelashes. Like I've got maybe some fake tips. I don't know. But um, but I love like a little like trash aesthetic. Okay, I'm obsessed. I really want to well, baby. I really, like, that's who I am, okay? For the listeners who don't know me, that's who I am.
2: Emily okay. Rose. The exorcism <laughs> of Emily Rose. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag <laughs> at
0: Emily underscore Rose underscore. Yeah, all right, I'm trashy. Okay, <laughs> so honestly, though, like, as far as a sweet treat, and I'm trying to go on a Valentine's Day theme, like, a trashy right. box of chocolate is my jam. Yes. I could not love oh, it more. Yeah. I love like and I go like full into like I lean into the trashy vibe like if it's got like a little strawberry filling like Ew. oh
1: oh my god oh my god, god. I so love, it, love it, a little
0: white chocolate no. give it to me I love mm. it a little caramel <laughs> filling I am obsessed even I just the cheap
2: it. ones, like, like Russell Stover. That's what I am saying. Yes, that's what I'm saying I'm like, Is it Whitteman?
0: Obviously, I like a nice <laughs> one, but like if you Wh- gift me
2: Whitemans <laughs> <Yeah>, White man's
0: <laughs> White man's, if you the, white man's
3: the White Man's White Man's
0: chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> if you gift me the White Man's chocolate, I will gobble it up. I'm not proud of it, but I'll do it. It's just gonna go. <laughs> <slowly>. <laughs> I love it. I'm sorry, but I love it. It's good. It's I good. like. About
3: oh, my gosh. Well, that is a perfect segue because we need to get into this movie right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, this week, we are doing the very appropriate film, 2001's Valentine's. Yes. Everybody cheer. Woo! Everybody yeah. scream. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, yeah, so this movie is... Um, uh, it is very near and dear to my heart. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why this specific movie has always spoken to me. But when I was ten years old, I somehow convinced my poor mother to take me to see this in theaters. Because I was like, I was like this little horror movie obsessed kid, and uh, I made her sit through this. <laughs> you know, she's a, this grown she, woman. She's, she's like, a what saint. What the fuck is this? <laughs> yes, literally and I was, she's a saint for that. I love you mom. And um yeah, and for some reason I have kept my tradition of watching this movie every single year oh, on I've Valentine's it. Day. It it almost physically hurt me to watch this movie a couple days early cuz it's technically oh, not okay. Valentine's yep. Day. Yet. Oh my god. He's and I was like, like crazy. I was like okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, can crazy. I tell you when we yeah, started this podcast? So- Um, we were like, we recorded our first episode, which technically was Scream, but that's not the first episode that came out. And then I was like, what other movie should we do? And Jake's literal first suggestion was like, Valentine. And I was like, maybe we should wait for or should we wait until February? I'm like, yes. I don't know. like The the name kind of sets it
4: off. Like, I think we might. It's a little telling. It's a little telling.
3: Yeah, I think we should follow the rules of the yeah, universe no, and like, wait till Valentine's. Yeah, that's society.
4: like society. That's like watching. Ha- yeah. <laughs> it's like watching Halloween in June. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like yeah, delicate delicate I, I can't do
3: it. it. I can't do him. it. Even though I have a lot of love for this movie, for whatever reason, I can't. Yeah. I, well, I guess we'll get into why. But um, I'm fully prepared to rip this movie to shreds because I'm very aware of what it is. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not like delusional or I'm like this is a masterpiece this is a of a cinematic film. Like I'm very aware <laughs> that, Yeah, that this Just is like yes. <laughs> a hot garbage piece of film. Like But I don't know, I might I might surprise you with maybe some things that we never thought oh God, about. Okay. I, I love
0: leave. that. I love it.
3: You know, are we down yet? With- I'm so
0: excited. Please.
3: Okay, great. So so why don't we uh, get into the synopsis right here? This is Valentine 2001. Yeah,
1: Valentine.
3: Valentine, released in 2001, based on the novel by Tom Savage, directed by Jamie Blanks, originally written by Donna and Wayne Powers, but was rewritten by Gretchen J Berg and Aaron Harberts. Our film begins with a montage set in 1988. It's the night of the Valentine's Day dance for the students of Robert F. Kennedy Middle School. Each one of our female lead characters are introduced as young girls rejecting a dance from school nerd Jeremy Melton to varying degrees of intensity. Shelly with an, in your dreams, loser. Lily with an, ew! (laughs) Paige with an, I'd rather be boiled alive. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) My, My boyfriend literally goes... That's you. <laughs> like, yeah. so that's really you
0: gotta time. go for the drama.
4: Yeah. Go for the drama. <laughs> like lose it humpty dumpty. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and Kate with a gentle maybe later. Jeremy comes across Dorothy, a lonely, slightly more heavy set girl, sitting on the bleachers by herself and asks her to dance. In no time, Jeremy and Dorothy are found making out under the bleachers by a group of boys who bully them for kissing. To save herself the embarrassment, Dorothy accuses Jeremy of attacking her, causing the boys to strip Jeremy down to his underwear, pour punch on his head, and violently beat him in front of the entire dance. Then we get the title card, Valentine. Yes. Yes.
0: Which is, yes. like, actually so fucked up. Oh, like, so fucked up. Fucked where are up the class.
2: chaperones. Yeah, where are the adults.
4: <laughs> right? Where are they? Oh, God. <laughs> It made me so sad. I was like, "Oh, hey, why would you strip?" Him <laughs> and, his I, and you know,
0: I hate to be on the side of men, but like, poor Jeremy. <laughs> like, a bit. like, and I and I never side with the man, but like. Oh,
3: well, man. here's the thing, though. The rest of this movie, all the men are giant pieces of shit. So, like, you won't, you won't be on the side of men for the majority of this. No,
4: no, 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 no. Yeah. But at the beginning, I'm like, oh. I know. Can I just say, I've never, I have never met like a consistent like a consistently like persistent nerd like
3: that I mean yeah he's yeah he has like pretty big balls to be like going up to these girls and asking them to dance. Yes. Hot, and they're hot yes. girls I mean yes. from middle
2: school standard by middle school standards the yeah. one the one that plays Denise Richards is like oh, super cute like it looks just like her
3: of gorge. I remember re- I remember like watching an interview with Denise Richards where she was like honestly the girl they picked to be the young me is way prettier than I ever was in middle school oh, that's <laughs>
2: sweet of her
3: Denise Denise you babe she was like they made fun of me for uh, having fish lips I was like bitch this is some Tyra Banks I have oh, a five head bullshit <laughs> like
2: so can I tell you when I saw this I was like thinking I was like this is what it would be like if the six chicks from 13 going on 30 were asked to dance by a nerd at their school <laughs> <laughs> oh I know yeah I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was the. This the horror version <laughs> so, of that. Movie. Yeah,
3: <laughs> that is so accurate. <laughs> so, um, there are a lot of like interesting things about this opening. Um, it's actually kind of an, like there's some important moments in this, and I think that it's kind of easy to write off this opening as like just sort of easy storytelling. But there are things in it that do come back later, if you notice. And I don't know if you guys caught this or not, but every one of the girls. Other than maybe Shelley, which I'm still trying to figure this out, what they say to him translates to what happens to them later in the film.
0: Oh my god, I hope I'd hope i rather boil alive, Denise. Uh, oh shit. Oh yes. yeah,
3: I mean it's not... You it's- just
0: enlighten me.
3: Yes, uh, Ew, I would say has to do with the fact that she bites the chocolates with the maggots in it later. Yes, Lily. Mm. Oh, um, nice. oh my god! And then uh, Shelly, I'm not sure because she says uh, in your dreams, loser. I'm like, I don't know. Is it because Katherine Heigel dies on her back? She's like sleeping. I don't know. She's not sleeping, but <laughs> okay.
2: you know, she's using try- a body bag, like sleeping.
3: <laughs> that wasn't a sleeping bag. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sleeping bag. <yeah. laughs> I guess I misread this scene this- my entire life. Um, and then, so then, and this is completely giving away the end of the the film, but because we've, yeah, if you haven't watched the film, go fucking watch it. You just
2: celebrated its 20th anniversary. (laughs) Like, you have plenty of time to watch it.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So, um, so the character of Kate, she is the only one that isn't, like, rude to him. She says, maybe later, which is, you know, we find out later that she- Very gentle. She survives this whole debacle. Yeah. Yes. And, Mm -hmm. um... So, yeah, so there are, like, things in here that are pretty important that'll come back later. And uh, this scene also establishes the fact that Jeremy has these nosebleeds that come into play as far as identifying him throughout the film. Which kind of, which which I kind of don't love, but I do, Mm -hmm. I don't love it because I don't think it uh, allows the mystery.
0: Not to be too cheeky, but it's a bit on the nose. Oh!
3: (laughs) Oh! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is. No, and I, I just don't think it allows us to like, I do you know, like consider any of the girls as the killers because it, mm-hmm. right. you know, this spe- such a specific thing happens with this guy.
4: Totally. Right? Not to be too scientific. I'm not trying to be dramatic, but I'm like, why is he having nosebleeds <laughs> after all of these events? I know. Is it like
2: <laughs> stress? Can stress cause nosebleeds? <laughs> I mean, maybe.
4: I actually, I, I do think it can. Like, I could
0: see that. Like, honestly, I like, could see that. But I'm like, had, like. I feel like I've known people who have, like, mental stress, and, like, I feel like I, they have nosebleeds yeah. that correspond. And I like that for horror. Like, it's very creepy, it's
4: good. I would feel more stress leading up to killing someone. Not that I would ever <laughs> kill anyone. Please, FBI, don't put me on your watch list. So I'm like, I feel like I would feel more stress leading up and, like, I have a nosebleed before then like during or after. Yeah, he, yeah
3: that is interesting that, that he has them after he kills somebody. Yes, it frames
0: itself as like the nose
3: blues, like the release. Like, right. Oh, oh like yeah. he like just the came. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. I've never thought about it like that. <laughs> he
0: like comes out of his nose. i <laughs> so awkward with Abby but also kind of hot. Okay,
3: go. <laughs> I, I also think one of the things that this opening doesn't do is establish that Jeremy ha- is like psychotic or like he has like psychotic tendencies. He seems like a sweet boy.
0: Totally agree with that. Like, like, I feel like I was such a loser in middle school. I don't, if I was a boy, I'm like, I don't see myself being that different than, like, the Jeremy, you oh, know, yeah. where, like, asking people to dance and they don't want to. Like, obviously, I had an incredible blow-up, like, following me on Instagram. But, like, um... <laughs> I'd rather boil
3: alive like no
0: one ever said anything like that to me but it's like I also didn't like I wasn't like the popular person like dancing with people or dating people or whatever
3: yeah no I don't know I just I just wish there was like a moment where they like I don't know hint like maybe you can come back to that moment where they like see because eventually we find out we like read like Kate is reading this uh, case file for like really briefly but i paused it once and now i know what it says oh wow <laughs> um again i've seen this movie way too many times where it says that <laughs> he's like that he was like com like kind of combative against authority like he didn't He wasn't he was like resistant to like authority figures, probably whoever, I don't know, try to rescue him from the situation. Right. I don't know. I wish they sort of maybe came back to that to like be like, Oh I'd
0: love to see more backstory. Just a little backstory.
2: You know what's really weird, especially when we get to the end, is that back to the nosebleed, sorry. But Jamie Blongs, the director, (laughs) said that it was inspired by Alone in the Dark, which is a nineteen eighty two movie, I believe. I guess there's some kind of nosebleed situation in that movie, but that's what it's inspired by. He said that he wanted to make a why done it movie instead of a who done it movie.
3: Ah, oh, interesting. Oh, okay. okay. Okay, love that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, why don't you take it right away, now. Frankie?
2: Flash forward 13 years, a now adult Shelly, played by katherine Heigel, is on a dinner date with a narcissistic man named Jason Marquette, who speaks in the third person and bores <laughs> Shelly into ending the day early. Jason is annoyed when Shelly won't give him a kiss, but she insists. She needs to leave as she has a med school finals the next day. Instead of going home, Shelly decides to have a late night study session at the morgue with a cadaver. <laughs> his name is Chad. You do. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. Yes. laughs> My corpse, Chad. My corpse, Chad. <laughs> Just as she is about to cut the cadaver open with a scalpel, Shelly hears a noise and investigates, of course. She finds it to be a fellow med school student on his way out and all is fine. Until Shelley notices a Valentine's Day card taped to her open locker, the card reads, "The journey of love is an arduous, arduous, arduous." Let me go back. <laughs> <laughs> the card reads, "The journey of love is an arduous <laughs> trek." <laughs> my love flows for you as you bleed from your neck. Oh my god. <laughs> <That's hot. laughs> Shelly thinks it's just a sick joke and returns to her cadaver, Chad. As she is about to use her scalpel to dissect the abdomen of the body, the stomach raises as it inhales, scaring Shelly, who finds that her actual cadaver has been stuffed in the closet behind her and the body on the table has now disappeared. Shelly slowly makes her way, slowly makes her way through the morgue, (laughs) intending to find a way out, but is grabbed from behind by a masked killer whom she stabs in the leg. As she runs for her life, we see that the killer is wearing a Valentine's cherub mask, a long black trench coat, and wielding a large kitchen knife. The killer enters a room full of body bags and begins to stab each one, assuming Shelley has hidden in one. It isn't long before he finds the one containing Shelley and slits her throat while his nose bleeds.
3: Mmm, the release. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So this is our big opening kill. This is our our version of the Drew Barrymore moment, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. not. Of course, it's nowhere near us uh good
0: <laughs> Katherine Heigl like that's actually pretty like okay this feels like a little bit high profile
3: but she was like, she was a nobody back then she was on I
0: guess that's she was on true.
3: Roswell you well, know she that did show? Bride of
2: Chucky at this point <laughs> but
0: <laughs> I think like seeing her in the opening scene though like on the date like I feel like the audience like connects with her really hard and then like have, like, the hot
3: mortician scene where she's, like, in her little
0: tank top. She's like a hot doctor. I was like, I'm... I'm invested. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then she dies right away.
3: And we love to see it. We don't love to see it, but we love to see right. it. Right. <laughs> no, don't um I yeah, she's like so young. She sounds like baby fat on her face. She's like, Yeah, she does. Right.
2: So actually, Katherine Heigl in two thousand five did an interview with a magazine where she said that she didn't read the whole script for this movie and that she hates this movie. <laughs> I was like, <gasps> you die first. Oh, honestly, Who cares though, what you think?
0: Honestly though, <laughs> yeah. I have heard so I've heard actually like not to be like a bitch or like not to be a gossip but I've heard a lot of things where Katherine Heigl where she talks about like parts she's played that she's very much hated yeah she
3: does that a lot and then she's like why does Hollywood hate me (laughs) you hate every role you're given I was watching this, like I was
4: watching it with my husband and I saw that she walked into this morgue with all the body bags and I was like hide in a body bag! That's so smart! It feels smart smart until it's not!
1: Yeah.
3: The killer thought so too.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, okay I'm
3: a fucking idiot. I would be dead for sure. (laughs) There was no other way out of that room. I mean, I guess where else is she gonna be?
2: Okay, wait. Back to the topic of morgue. Let's talk about the date scene. Okay. I don't know about you, but the version I was watching, I don't know if it was like the HD or what it was, but did you notice that Katherine Heigl's face was gray and her body's like tan, brown, perfect, and hers... The makeup is awful. It's like to hear to her, the bottom of her neck is gray <laughs> from her forehead to her neck. And I'm like, who did the makeup? And why is it gray? <laughs> Look, one thing about this movie is that
3: it was low budget as fuck. This movie was made for $10 million. And for like, a, oh which, you know, considering, you know, the talent they had in the movie and stuff like that, that doesn't leave a yeah, much for, exact. you know, probably things like makeup. <laughs> So, so, you know, they hire they went to that uh, Estee Lauder counter at Macy's and we're like, hey, girl,
2: can I get that sample? That gray sample. (laughs) Uh, So, no, actually, speaking (laughs) of their budget, this is the cheapest movie to ever have a Super Bowl spot, a Super Bowl commercial. Oh, so on three, raise your hand if you would date Jason. One two
0: three. Oh, Honestly, I I I've been on a date with.
3: Him. I'll be honest, I've been on a date oh, with. No. Oh my
4: god, you dog! Uh, uh,
3: uh.
2: You dog! You know who I'm talking oh, about? No. <laughs> oh no! My god, you hot! <laughs> I thought you were being joking. A little bit
0: straight men are the worst I hate that I'm obsessed
4: with them but like they're the worst (laughs) kind of choice I would definitely not be interested I know but here we are here we are here we are
2: (laughs) okay this is where I'm like okay Katherine Heigl obviously had to read the parts that she is in before she read the whole script this is the most ridiculous dialogue in the whole movie so (laughs) she thought it was a good movie when she read her part like what are you talking about it's like he's talking in third person and then also uh, the finished product the sound editing is so it's like our podcast like when he's like oh um, my god when he yes the (laughs) cha-ching yes when he opens the bill and it's like cha-ching I'm like uh, (laughs) has anybody ever been on a date like that where they like divide the
3: nickel and dime the, the receipt? I haven't. Oh my god, that's the worst <laughs> thing on earth. Oh
2: Can you imagine? God. Dating straight men
4: sucks. Like, <laughs> like, oh, I like to like, do you have And I'm like, don't say have Like, it's cute. Ew. Like, it's never <laughs> cute. I'm doing you a favor, dumbass. It's like, no, I don't want to go have
3: So, one of the good things about this opening, this like, date scene, is that I think it establishes like, what this movie is gonna be about. Like, this movie is uh, very very much about girls dating it's about love it's about uh, love obviously but it's about Valentine yeah and I think that's one of the things I do like about this film is that it's so yeah. specific to the Valentine's Day holiday you know it's very like it's about all these girls are trying to they don't want to be alone on Valentine's Day and all the men in this film are all n- neglectful of the holiday they don't give a shit and you know so I think it really, really yeah it really plays into that um so I mean, not, not that it's like a good scene, but i I like that it establishes it from the beginning that this is about dating.
0: I love scary dating, like I love scary yeah. dating because <laughs> it's so relatable, like honestly, it is for people like our age like it is very relatable. Okay. so
3: we get to the morgue okay. scene. The morgue scene is very strange. We have to break this down really quick.
2: well, first of all, it's definitely eighties inspired, right like that's oh, what I thought sure. of right off the bat. And then when I read oh, that, absolutely. the director was going for that vibe. I'm like, totally makes sense.
3: Well, yeah, I think, yeah, because, like, holiday horror was huge in the 80s. You know, it was like, you know, they were cheap, but, I mean, it was a thing. And we didn't, I, I yeah. mean, maybe in the early 2000s, maybe there was a few, but, like, there weren't many. So this is definitely a callback to that, especially in this, like, post-Scream era. Um, this movie is stands out because um, it wasn't playing that like post-scream meta game when it came to horror films. You know, like scream. Everybody always talks about like every movie that came after Scream was so self-referential and was so, you know, it was so aware that it was a horror film. This one is straightforward. It's this is a slasher uh, m- mystery, and you know we're not going to reference the fact that this is. You know, we're not commenting on anything and so I do think oh, it's like a nice little throwback to that 80s vibe you it's know? a breath
2: of fresh air too because yeah this is like the time when like scream was the template
3: yeah absolutely I, yeah. I agree and you know so this so this scene let's break this down so <laughs> so the so after she leaves so she has her like cadaver and she goes and she sees that guy and she sees the card with the ridiculous you know Valentine's Day saying it's a cute card wife. though yeah.
2: wouldn't we all cute love to tar- get that card Oh, I would be honored. I okay. kept without the word of her arduous.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I would die to get
4: some of these Valentine's Day cards. They are so cute.
3: So the killer, let's, would have to have taken this body in the time that she was gone, stuffed it into the closet, laid down onto the slab, <laughs> pulled up his shirt. And then when she came back, pray to God that her hand went slow enough (laughs) not to slice his stomach
2: open. What if she was feeling confident and just like... Yeah, what if she was...
3: Yeah, what if she said, (laughs) just stuck a fork in it? Like, what if she
4: went out there for a phone call with her boyfriend who was being an asshole and she was like... Yeah.
3: She was stabbed. her trust. No, the trust... The trust game was on point.
0: This is a movie yeah. that, like, we can see, like, as we move forward in every scene, every kill. Like, this is a killer who's in it for the, the tricks.
1: And I oh, respect it. Yeah, oh, for I sure. I respect
0: it for the entertainment purposes, but it's like definitely like ridiculous. A production. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And I think even yeah,
2: the director said that. He's like, my killer is not lazy. <laughs> like he's like, he puts effort into these kills. So now
3: regarding the killer. So, um,. There's a little bit of reference, I think, and I think a lot of people have talked about this. Um, have you? Ever, this is going to be sound really fucking pretentious, but do you have you guys ever heard of like the sort of subgenre of horror called giallo? Yeah,
4: that is not pretentious because you no. <laughs> <laughs> are so stupid.
3: <laughs> We're gonna do a little like film history here, real quick. So giallo is a type of Italian filmmaking that uh, that originally came from like these 1920s graphic novels. They were like, uh, they were like uh, murder mystery, true crime sort of graphic novels, and like then that. in, in like the 60s and the 70s, they became popular in mm-hmm. film. Uh, And they were called giallos because I think the original term was il giallo mandadori. That was like what giallos were called when they were comics. (laughs) giallo mandadori.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Il giallo
3: mandadori. Yes. So they they were like Italian art house films and uh, Dario Argento, who's like considered... The uh, the master of Giallo films. So there are movies like uh, what is it, Suspiria? Is a Giallo film. Uh, The Bird with the Crystal Plumage um, and Deep Red are like some really famous Dario Argento ones. And Mm. these and and things about these films is that there are like almost like specific rules to follow in order to be considered a Giallo film. And this film not doesn't have all of them, but it has a few very specific Giallo film. Um, things wow. in it. Sounds,
2: it sounds sexy. Okay.
3: Yeah, it does. So one of the main things <laughs> is that that uh, all these Giallo films have like a masked killer who's like fashionable and wears black leather gloves. That's, like, a thing, like, right? Yeah. And it's, like, very Italian yeah. to be, like, a fashionable killer, right? That sounds just so fucking mm. Italian. Okay, love it. Yeah. Um, uh, the movies have to be about scantily clad, yeah. like, women in peril. Like, there's usually a lot of nudity. Yeah. This movie doesn't really have any nudity, but it has, like, women, like, sexually precarious situations, I would say. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And
2: maybe um, they're wearing Versace. Yeah, Versace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: sure.
3: And then there's uh, a huge focus on the weapons choice. Like there's always like a creative um, arsenal of weapons used, which is definitely what happens in this film.
0: They can use anything. Yeah, definitely. Axe, bow yeah. and arrows. Yes. Knives,
3: yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> totally. And then uh, one of the biggest things is uh, the, sc- the score and the lighting are huge deals. So the score is usually like a, like an upbeat synth. Score, which this movie has a synth score, but I honestly think it's due to uh, a low budget. <laughs> you know, it's so cheap. It's just,
2: <laughs> I literally wrote in my notes that the score is so cheap. Oh,
3: it's so cheap, but effective sometimes. <laughs> like, sometimes, like, like, yeah. like when there it does kind of like cause like a lot of dread, like, especially in like the scenes that aren't scary, somebody will say something and it'll just be like boom and you're like whoa Yeah, this is so dramatic you know,
2: and this Catherine Heigl scene when she's like walking around and i was like slowly <laughs> like she's slowly walking around yeah um the way it's filmed and then that cheap score in the background i literally thought i was watching goosebumps <laughs> oh
3: yeah some of the camera work is really interesting though the camera like flies around at one point i was like this is kind of dynamic for this cheap ass movie that's kind of cool and then um so then what oh the lighting and i think the lighting is really it, it is really mm-hmm. cool in this film because it's very red. I love that like red lighting yeah. throughout this film.
0: Sexy Valentine's, hot romance. Yeah,
3: those are like the uh, some big rules that you have to follow to, in order to be considered a giallo film. Which again doesn't have all of them. There's like one about uh, the main character, the protagonist, has to witness a murder and then the police don't believe that character. That's like a common theme in giallo. So um, so maybe it's, this is like mm-hmm. giallo light. Like, it's probably Jamie Blanc's, like, giving, like, a yeah. slight nod to these films that he probably really appreciates, like Suspiria or whatever. Yeah. Um, whether that's effective or not, yeah. I don't know, but I do think it's something that is in the film. <laughs> that is so
4: interesting. It's like the... It, this this movie is like, the free seven-day trial. Yes, <laughs> they, like, tried. They're like, what can
3: we do, like, to bring it to a modern audience? And then they fucked it up. Also, there's, like, a lot of blood. There's usually, like, a lot of fucking blood. And I think that this movie, you know, kind of... Fits a few of those, but not necessarily like yeah, in a good does. way.
2: That's so weird. Yeah.
3: <laughs> that
0: is so, so interesting. I know. I love Educate Us. I love that. I've not heard of that. Now, the next
2: time I watch it, I'll have this in the back of my mind yeah. and maybe I'll see it differently. Exactly. In a different l- yes. l- light. <laughs> 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 All right.
3: So, um, why don't we uh, keep going? Uh, Emily, would you like to take it away?
0: Okay. So, we find that grown up Kate played by Marley Shelton I'm just going to say it rhymes with Jeremy Melton. Oh oh my god. Oh my god. And Paige played by the exquisite Denise Richards. (laughs) Mommy. Have continued their friendship into adulthood and are about to take part in a night of turbo dating. We got a little speed dating (laughs) game here. Okay, so Kate is reluctant due to having in like She's having this on again, off again relationship with this guy who is, um, quote unquote, a recovering alcoholic. And his name is Adam, played by David. Oh, no, don't make me say this last name. David Borian? Bore- oh, my Bore- god, Help me out, boys. Help David me out, boys.
3: David You don't know David Boreanes? Angel? I
0: know oh who god. he is, but I've never said that name it's out loud.
3: David
2: Boreanes.
0: <laughs> What'd you say? Yes. Boreanes?
2: I would say David Bones. Okay. <laughs> I'm, gonna,
0: I'm gonna call him David Bones. Yeah. Okay. Paige, however, she convinces her to go through this turbo dating and mostly like for her personal benefit. Like, we love this Paige. She's a <laughs> okay, so Kate is struggling to find a connection with any of the men, um, including like Smooth Talker. His name is Brian. Oh, Brian is such a hot name. Paige finds herself interested in him and cuts. Kate's time short. She kind of like jumps in this turbo dating <laughs> and makes a little connection. Okay, as the girls leave, they receive a phone call from Dorothy, played by Kate Capshaw, who informs them of Shelly's murder. Yeah. Nailed do. We cut to Shelly's funeral, where Kate, Page, Dorothy, and Lily, played by Jessica Caulfield, Am I saying that right? I don't know. Cauliflower. Sure. (laughs) Cauliflower. (laughs) The babes are reunited, okay? So, the funeral ends, and Kate is talking to Adam, who assures her that, like, he is sticking to his sobriety, um... And that tequila that she found in the passenger seat of his car is just for a friend. Uh-huh. We've heard
1: it. That's
3: what I've said, too. Yeah. Times. Same. Okay. The police okay, will okay. believe that, too. I'm holding
1: it for a friend, baby.
0: <laughs> okay. So the girls are then interviewed by Detective Vaughn mm, who's played by a little bald daddy named
4: Xavier Sersen.
2: I want to say that his name is, spelled, is, is pronounced... Fulvio Sechere. Oh,
3: yes. That's, that's exactly. That's hella romantic. That's perfect for this movie.
0: So he tells them that the police are interested in Jason Marquette from the beginning, right? Okay. So this is who Shelly was on a date with that night that she was murdered. Okay. So the girls say it's been a few years since they've seen Shelly. And they've like she's been busy with med school. So they haven't seen her in a while. As Dorothy returns home to her luxury real estate, so she (laughs) receives in the mail a Valentine's Day card, and it reads this. Roses are red, violets are blue. They'll need dental records to identify you. signed, J.M. Hot. Okay, so the doorbell rings. There is a young, handsome man named <laughs> mysteriously Campbell, <laughs> and he is played by Daniel Cosgrove. You better
4: believe, baby.
0: But he is the new friend of Dorothy. He's from her yoga class. He shows up, um, and he is gonna stay like in the guest room. Dorothy, she has like. Her young, hot Vietnamese stepmother who's making eyes at Campbell, but Dorothy's like, Bitch, back the fuck off. This is my yoga babe. Stay away.
3: I honestly thought that scene between Dorothy and her stepmom was like the height of comedy. I thought it was so hilarious. Yeah.
0: I um, wanted that to carry through the whole film and it didn't, but like, I wanted it. But I also, it so like,
3: watching it back, I'm like, wow, this is really problematic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so we kind of meet our, our core cast of characters uh, we meet th- this group of hot girls who are now grown up, and uh, they—they're not exactly fleshed out. They're not like deep characters, but they do fit their sort of archetypes really well. Like we have like Lily, who's like carefree and fun. You know, she has like curly blonde hair. You know. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> and then um, Paige, she's just like full on sex, right? She's like, I'm gonna wear this. Uh, I'm gonna wear this corset dress to this funeral. Uh, She looks hot. Hot. Denise Richards has never looked better. Oh, this is prime Denise. Prime Denise. She is just like, (laughs) she is like the dark, uh, like full-eyebrowed, just beauty and you yes th- look
2: she's right here oh my god yeah denise <laughs> oh my god devin richards
3: fun fact about denise richards in this film is that the character page was actually originally cast with jennifer love huge tits oh <laughs> tits. something happened and she wasn't down for the project i guess i wonder what it could be <laughs>
2: okay yeah oh and tara reed was supposed to play dorothy
3: also a what the hell kind of choice am i like, tara reed
2: and jared leto was supposed to play adam
3: yeah. What. What a, what a fuck. Oh yeah. They were like, God. no, thank you. This is not for us.
2: <laughs> and also, Rebecca Gayhart was supposed to be in this. Movie. Basically, because Jamie Blanc also made Urban Legend. Right. He wanted his entire cast from Urban Legend in this movie.
3: I know. <laughs>
2: Why didn't he just make it a sequel?
0: Can Can we play a game really quick? Yeah. All right. Let's play. Okay. Everybody has to like. Let's assign each of the four of us to a character in this movie. <gasps>
3: oh, let oh, okay. All right.
0: Okay, I'll start. I think Jake, you're Paige. Oh, oh my god, I'll
3: take <laughs> it. Okay. I think that uh, Lily, I th- see I, Now I'm, Emily, I think you're Lily. Yes. I do think I'm a Lily. I you're think am a Lily. Yes. For sure, yeah. for sure.
2: Agreed. Yeah. We all agreed. We're all casting yeah. directors. <laughs> <laughs> I would say you're a... Dorothy. No!
0: You're, oh my you're, god. A you're a Kate. You're a Kate. I'm going like to say Kate. Always nice, always hot. Yeah. That's very nice.
2: I would be, I would definitely be Dorothy. Dorothy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I would love to be her. So okay, I'm perfect. Dorothy.
0: Perfect.
3: You got to play into your characters for the rest of the movie <laughs> or for the rest oh, of the yeah. podcast. <laughs> so at, the, at this point, we're, you know, we're getting to know that it's like, it's a murder mystery, right? Or like, you know, we're, we're trying to find out who the killer is. Um, totally. But it's kind of hard because are we, like, are we trying to find, figure out who jeremy melton is of these group but we haven't really met too many men yet other than adam Probably. you know so it's sort of poorly written in that sense i would say is that we're not given enough characters to be like who done it other than oh sorry campbell but i mean did anybody ever really think it was campbell no I don't know.
2: and i hate that they have their sides focused on jason marquette because obviously he's not the killer either because we know who he is
3: Right. I mean he could have changed his name or he could have gotten you know I guess but which
0: I like like I like that creepy date in the beginning where it's like yes I could see that being a problematic person. Like I like that but that JM, we fucking know. We all
3: Yeah, Yeah. JM, it's (laughs) it's it's so convenient that his name is J Yeah, Yeah. Jason Marquette (laughs) and they're looking for JM.
4: I also am like so torn about Adam. Like, really he yeah. gave oh gave yeah. me like great vibes at first and then like the tequila bottle I'm like for vodka I might be okay with that <laughs> like, tequila I'm like I'm so scared
3: so then uh we um, also get a little bit of a Dorothy story now and I think she kind of has the most important story for us because I think we're supposed to think of her as the main target for for yeah. mm-hmm. the killer right Because at the the end of the day, what happened to him all became about her. And so we get this, like, really sad, this story about how she has had this great glow up, you know, since being, uh, but she still is riddled with insecurity.
2: Don't talk about me like I'm not in the room.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But the glow up, babe, the glow up. Oh, my God. I don't know if it's like hard to feel bad for her but i mean uh she she's a comp she is of the characters the most complex i would say
4: when you're in junior high and someone calls you a
3: buffalo like <laughs> yeah i would have problems too i
2: honestly but, um- I'm i'm surprised at these girls memory like i really can't because they're around our age in this movie. And so I'm like, yeah, I can't even remember what somebody would have called me in middle I know. school. <laughs> but I guess this was a pretty
3: traumatic event for them, right? Like, this I has goodness. caused a boy to be like beaten in front of everybody at their school and taken away to a psych ward like I think this is something that I, might stick with somebody I don't know because, because because, yeah. of, because yeah. of a horrible lie that I told like I don't yeah know, Dorothy's
2: definitely she's full of guilt
3: yeah she's definitely mm-hmm. she's full of guilt and um and definitely a lot of insecurity and um so she gets this card right romantic a romantic card <laughs> you know that says this dental records line I told my husband I was
4: like if I don't get this for or Valentine's Day. <laughs> or <of> birth.
3: <laughs> <laughs> one thing that I have always like theorized about this movie is that like could Dorothy actually have been the killer in the end? Because we do find out later that she was right. the one under the mask you know, even though it's maybe potentially alive, but this moment right here decimates that theory completely. It has to because she gets this right. card in the mail that's addressed to her signed JM. But I wish that, but I honestly wish that this, this moment didn't happen because I thought it would have been, it would have been great to have more, of mystery. Yeah, mystery that Dorothy could possibly
2: be the killer in the end.
4: Like a good twist. Yeah.
2: Because I I haven't watched this in years. So I actually didn't know who the killer was. And then as it was unfolding, I was like, "Oh yeah, it's the guy." And then like the more they expanded on Dorothy, I was like, "Is it her?" I was questioning.
0: I never believed
2: it. I think in the
3: novel she is the killer.
0: Really? Oh. I think
3: I think. I'm I don't remember. I've never read it. But I think yeah. what I've read is that she is the killer in it. All like succumbing to all her insecurities and all this like pent up stuff she's yeah. had about her, her life and her friends and like the jealousy and that's what it came to to her murdering. I don't know if I don't know how much of a slasher it is. Like I think the book is a little more of a mystery. It's different, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's kind of like that I Know What You Did Last Summer book. Oh, God. Okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. Can I just say one thing because I don't think we'll ever come around to it? Do you guys think if you guys are true crime, like, you know, like, inspired, do you guys think that these Valentine's Day cards are inspired by the Zodiac's letters? <gasps> when he would make, like, Halloween cards and send it to them, and he would, like, make them, and they looked professional, Ooh. but he would make yes. them. These are so arts yes. and craftsy.
3: Like, this is exactly.
2: professional.
0: Uh, we are both, like, we're obsessed with having a and Like, we love it. Like, we, <laughs> love, <laughs> we love crafty
4: <laughs> bitches. I <laughs> can say we idolize him, but, like, I think so, because, like, Uh he is so creative with, like, all of those, like, the Halloween cards or whatever, and also, like, the ciphers. I have to respect an artistic background. (laughs) I have to. I have
0: to. And that's one of the things that really, like, made me appreciate the movie. Like, I like to get into a little, like, creative fun side of it. So, yes. Yeah. I'm obsessed. Yeah, he's artistic. We're finding
2: out more about Jeremy Melton as this goes on, too. Yes. Yeah. Gay. Just kidding. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
4: In Kate's apartment, she takes a shower before work. When her water supply turns off, she tries to find a way to wash the shampoo out of her hair. Opting
3: for the toilet.
2: Disgusting. <laughs>
3: Ew. <laughs> I mean, I guess, what are you going to do?
2: Leave it in. I can,
0: <laughs> I'd rather wear a fucking hat. That's what I... Do. <laughs> the top of the toilet... Oh, yeah, the toilet tank. toilet tank. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. clean water. That is
4: clean water. <laughs> <laughs> Not the bowl, babe. Not the bowl. Bang it. Okay, so she opts for the toilet bowl. Cute. When she thinks she receives a call back from her super, Kate hears static and notices her front door is wide open. As she walks down the hall of her apartment complex toward the elevator that is continuously dinging, she finds a cherub mask. Keeping the elevator door from shutting. You hate to see it. <laughs> you just <Yeah>. <laughs> she is startled by her disgusting neighbor, Gary, who hits on Kate while rhyming everything with her name. Which
0: was disgusting, but at the end, I was like, <laughs> Hey, Frankie, you want to do some hanky-panky?
4: <laughs> oh... That's so good. If that I was, was Gary,
0: good. that's what I'd say. That's what I'd say.
4: <laughs> At Lily's loft apartment, Lily and Paige pop in a tape from a dating service of a potential man to date. Oh, oh, a male nice. suitor, okay. <laughs> a tape? I can't A um, tape of BHS. <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Bay, It was like Bay Area singles in the corner.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ew! They like have a whole ass VHS in their mailbox, and they're like, put yeah. that bitch in. <laughs> Three stamps, baby. Three
0: stamps at least. <laughs> yeah.
4: uh, they are interrupted by the doorbell, and Lily finds a box of chocolates with a rose, but nobody there to drop it off. Lily assumes it's for from an artist she's been dating named Max, but sees a card that reads, "'Tis a well-known fact that beauty is skin deep. Savor the taste. You are what you eat." Is signed, JM. Lily takes a bite of the chocolate and is horrified to find that it is filled with maggots. When the two of them think of all of the potential JMs they know, Paige jokingly suggests Jeremy Melton. They remember how awful they were to him back in middle school. The girls are all reunited again at a smutty art exhibit (laughs) created by Lily's boyfriend, Max. Paige attempts to hit on Campbell, but Dorothy arrives and introduces him to the group as the new guy she's dating. As they chat, they realize that all of their threatening cards were all signed by J.M., and Dorothy's mind immediately goes to Jeremy Milton. Interesting. The girls are then split from their men as they walk through the art exhibit maze. Meanwhile, Lily breaks things off with Max after he attempts to introduce a third girl into their <laughs> hookup in is sequence by the maze. Fucking vanilla. Oh my god. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, like ask first. Like it's like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> give a yeah. give a bitch a warning.
4: Yeah, run the idea by (laughs) me at least. As she storms through the maze, attempting to leave, the lights and screens begin to shut down and Lily is shot in the stomach with a bow and arrow. Mm. It is the Cupid killer with a bloody nose, of course. He hits Lily with two more arrows and her body falls down a shaft and into a dumpster. I'm like... Why? Why is there a dumpster in the <laughs> middle of the stairway? His was
0: impeccable. I have to say, I have to say this because this is actually one of the most traumatizing things that's ever happened in my life.
4: <laughs> I, was done, was I got
0: shot with a bow and arrow. No, <laughs> I <laughs> I bit into a frosted no. mini wheat. I bit into it and I looked back at it. And there were fucking maggots
2: in it. No! Oh my god!
0: You can't recover from that. I still think about it. It's horrible.
2: Well, you know, that scene is actually inspired by a real thing that happened, I think, to the writer. I don't think it was the director. I think it was one of the writers who said that they remember a story of their grandfather biting into a chocolate bar, but the chocolate bar was covered in ants and they didn't realize it.
3: Oh god! Ew, ew, ew,
2: ew! ew. One so time gross. I opened it's one so time gross. I opened one of those plastic cakes from the they're not the cake is the plastic but they come in plastic cakes are like from Safeway and I opened it and pincher bugs were coming out of like the lining of the <gasps> leg. oh okay.
3: my god!
4: One time I bit into a carrot and there was a spider in it and I had what eaten half the spider?
3: No, there was <laughs> just the legs. I was this like, is getting worse and worse. Joking. One time I bit into a donut and there was a finger in it. Shut up. You're <laughs> joking. <laughs> A Have human you know, like, finger. <laughs> like like yeah. the chilies. Win- oh, the, oh, Wendy, yeah, the Wendy's chili. Right. Oh, I'm the obsessed.
4: Willy. Yeah. I'm obsessed. The Willies.
3: <laughs> the Willy chili. So, I think this at this point we assu- we can assume that Kate is like our final girl. Like she's yeah. just right.
0: Yeah, she's you know. The hot
3: nice one. Yeah, she's the nice one. And it's pretty alarming that like the 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 killer could get into our apartment. I mean, I don't feel like that's a dress enough. I feel like that's something we kind of skate over pretty quickly. Yeah. No, she's, yeah. Like, yep. mm. she's like, mm, the front door is wide open as I'm taking a shower. What <sighs> oh else?
2: I'm just going <laughs> to dug my head in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the dating tapes that we were kind of joking about earlier. This is where we find out that this movie takes place in San Francisco. And yeah. I don't know if you guys have been to San Francisco, Jake. You obviously have. We have. Have you been to San Francisco, you guys?
4: I I love San Francisco. It's like my favorite city on earth. Like, I am obsessed with San Francisco. Oh, my yes. God.
2: So, okay, so obviously we know that Li- Lily and Paige would obviously not be able to afford an apartment like this in fucking San Francisco.
3: <laughs> I'm not, like, convinced that Paige even lives there. I feel like she's, like, oh. homeless. <laughs>
2: Like I mean, maybe she's not. around.
3: I, I feel like she's it. that I friend that makes it. herself very comfortable at everybody's house. Like yeah. you know, we yeah. see it later when she walks into Kate's apartment. She just goes and she's like, "I'm going to pour some orange juice for myself." <laughs> I yeah, want
1: yeah, oh, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like I, I would, you know, she like does the same thing here. She's like, "I'm going to pour myself a bowl of cereal." I yeah. love <laughs> Denise Richards' busy work in this film. Like she's, I like- love <laughs> it. I
4: love it so much. From our perspective, I'm like, high-end Denver, like the most expensive Denver, like doesn't even touch San Francisco. Oh, it's the most expensive city in the
3: country.
2: It's it's crazy, but also I just want to say that aside from how much it costs to live there, this movie, obviously, it wasn't filmed in San Francisco. It was filmed in Canada because of its $10 million budget. But yeah. this does not <laughs> feel like San Francisco in the slightest.
4: No, not at all.
3: no. I never not got the all. vibe at all. <laughs> no, there's no SF vibe. But
4: San Francisco is like a super specific feel. Yeah, it's like, yeah, a, no, it's no, it's like a hippie movie, yeah.
2: vibe, multicultural, eclectic. And yeah. I don't get any of that from this no, their no, surroundings. No no no
3: no. No, no. no, 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 no.
4: Not even, like, one notable, like,
3: landmark.
2: <laughs> no. <at all>. Yeah. <laughs> they don't even show the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> like,
3: yeah, like- yeah, come on, they can't even afford stock footage. So then we move to this art, this art maze, right? And I'm like, how in the hell does the killer pull this off? Like, this whole moment, like, we have this really ridiculous scene where this woman, mm-hmm. there's almost a threesome that happens. <laughs> I'm like, what the yes. fuck is happening? And but so then as Lily's like leaving all like the lights are like flashing and all the shit's like going haywire and then she gets shot up by these bow and arrows right? By
0: this fucking archery expert yeah
3: I'm like
2: with blades for arrows
0: I've shot like bows and arrows before and let me tell you how (laughs) fucking hard it is also how expensive it is to have the equipment on hand.
3: I'm like how the hell they pull this off like this like to me like makes it feel like they're somehow involved in this. Or like they're like involved in the creating of this maze, which does isn't the true. Like I, I mean, also think but, that
2: this kind of gives like a red herring to Max, who honestly yeah. is the hottest guy in the film. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I don't care how cute people think David Boreanis is. I think that Max I is I hate the him. Line. Me too. <laughs>
0: He does nothing
3: for me so we lost one of our first core members of the of the girls and um yes. and i love how she just conveniently has a a business trip the next day so they're like eh, whatever <laughs> they write her <laughs> no, off easily we're not worried about it yeah literally i was like it. i was like that was very convenient did the killer know that i don't know oh wait
2: you know <laughs> since this movie plays into relationships and like dating and stuff a lot um the actress who plays lily what's her name
3: Jessica Cauliflower? Yeah.
2: She said <laughs> that she actually really loved their make her makeout scenes with the character Max because she said he was a really good kisser.
3: Ooh. Oh. Really That's cute. That. That's oh, so God. Valentine's Day. That. Yeah. 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 Happy
2: Valentine's. <laughs> oh, my
3: God. <laughs> All right. So uh, why don't we keep on going? As the rest of the girls exit the maze, they come upon a woman named Ruthie, played by Hetty Burris, berating Campbell, claiming that she is still waiting on her return on her internet investment, and tells him to watch <laughs> his back, leech.
4: That's me with investing in AMC. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Meanwhile, Kate grabs a drink with Adam, who only orders club soda, and catches him up on what's been happening. It's clear that they still have feelings for each other. The next day, Paige, Dorothy, and Kate are again questioned by Detective Vaughn. They all believe Lily is in LA on a business trip. Vaughn reveals a remembrance card sent to Shelley's parents, saying, "Too bad, so sad." Signed, Jeremy Melton. So good. I know, so clever. So clever. He was like, he was, bad. he was off his game He's that like, day. I'm rubber and glue. <laughs> 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 so Dorothy claims that she thinks it has to be Jeremy Melton because of his attack on her in middle school. Vaughn scolds the women for not informing him of their threatening Valentine's Day cards, especially since they're all signed JM and that they're looking for a Jason Marquette. Outside, Dorothy confesses to Paige and Kate that she's lied for her her entire life about what happened with Jeremy at the dance because she was embarrassed, specifically about her weight. Paige and Kate assure her that... Jeremy isn't capable of pulling this off. That night, Kate and Adam have another date where she informs him about the Jeremy Milton theory. After a kiss, Kate invites him up to her apartment, but he declines so she doesn't write it off as a weak moment. The next day, Valentine's Day! Yes! uh, (laughs) Detective Vaughn brings the girls to the police station to ask more questions about Jeremy, who was sent to a psych ward after the dance, as well as asking more about the men and their life. Paige says that she's not seeing anyone, Kate claims to have known Adam for a while and gives details about his parents and his past while Dorothy storms out after not being able to answer any questions about Campbell or even remember his last name. Before they leave, Vaughn asks Paige to stay so they can chat privately using this opportunity to hit on Paige and touch her thigh. She tells him to stick his hand up his ass. Love her. In Kate's apartment the Cupid Killer has seemed to enter and grab a hot iron off the ironing board. As he stalks into the bedroom, he finds Gary, Kate's creepy neighbor, in her room trying on her lingerie. <laughs> the killer hits him over the head, burns his face with a hot iron, and then beats him to death with it.
4: <laughs> I have
0: always been so scared about like someone using like an iron or a curling iron on me, like as like a weapon. <laughs> oh that my god, no! Me so fucking bad.
4: Oh my god, Emily is such a liar. Because
2: she calls yeah. masturbating curling her hair. <laughs> How romantic. Don't
4: like, bother me. I gotta go curl my hair. Uh, she's like, oh my god, I'll no. be done in, in 20 minutes.
2: Is it because you use a curling <laughs> iron? No.
1: Yes, no, yes. A no, she's the no, curling wand, no.
3: okay?
2: Oh. It's a one, babe. It's a one. I have to say that this part of the movie is where we find out that not only are the men problematic in this film, but the women are problematic in this film also. Because yeah, when Dorothy's yes. talking about like her insecurities and the Jeremy Milton thing never happened, they're like, Well, you should be like, do you remember when I was like in middle school and they're like, you were bigger, you were big boned, you were plump. They're like, what? Yeah.
3: yeah. I mean, yeah. Never. I think they were. I think they were trying to be sensitive to the fact that she like not be like you're with, fat. Those,
2: with that terminology, like you were big boned, you were plump. I would have said, why? Because you were heavier set. No one cared about that. Like I would have said like that. <laughs> you know,
3: also, in in this in this police station scene, there's like a lot of like random comedy they try to slip in here, which I'm like, what is the point of this? Like, what is like they like have this moment where Kate kind of looks stupid, where she's like, do you have any? More recent pictures of Jeremy Melton, and he's like, "Uh, don't you think we'd be looking at them?" And she's like, "Oh, ha. Right. And then like so this weird, then this like interaction between Paige and Kate, where she like calls her, like tells her that she's had more men in her pants that she doesn't even know their last names. I don't know. It's like, right. it's like what is this random That's banter toxic that-
2: too?
4: I would pull my boxing gloves
3: out of my fucking purse and just like... <laughs> yeah, she like... <laughs> <does> <laughs> the time. Uh-huh. She handled it very well. And it <laughs> makes me feel yeah, like obviously she ha- she deals with this a well, lot.
2: Honestly, this is when I feel like Paige yep. is the best character in this movie.
3: Oh, for I sure. I love her. I love, I love Paige. Her. And it's not just because she's like the that's cool bad Paige. girl.
2: It's literally because she's the only person in this movie that's like aware of her surroundings and yes. aware of herself yeah. and aware of other people's I thought
0: I thought that the whole thing till her, like, kind of last scenes and then I was like, what is happening?
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> no, I think Paige is, like, super self-aware. Like, she knows how to handle every situation. Yeah. Like, with our friends, with creepy men. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, she's
3: in. She is definitely in control, and we love a bitch who's in control.
4: We love it. We, we love there. to see it. Also, and then, the way uh... that the detective
2: acts toward Paige. This is when you realize that, really, honestly, if you think about it, this movie represents every like straight personality, straight man personality there is out there.
3: The problematic, the ones who, like, hit on you inappropriately, they're all either scumbags, leeches, drunks, they're fucking... Conceited. You know? Yeah! yeah. Conceited. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes! Yeah, this- like, using their authority to, like, woo you. But and, like, also, like,
4: man. and this also might be equally as problematic. It's like, none of the women react in a way that, like, is
0: rewarded for that. Like, every woman in this movie gets punished for their reaction to the problematic man
3: just the premise of this film in general is like, if you reject a man, you're going to end up murdered. Like,
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> which exactly.
3: is problematic oh, in yeah. itself as far as the overall, you know, theme of this film. But, uh,
2: so definitely. So we get also to this part where, like, Kate and Adam are talking and he gives her that stupid lollipop. Like, why are you going to my apartment to give me a fucking lollipop twenty 25 years old? Um, <laughs> oh my and gosh, then, it's cute. And then, and then she's like, Um, pulls out her like ballet thing and she's like, I owe you TLC. Why bother writing that out? Like I would have been like, wanna come upstairs and I'll give you a blowjob. Oh my. (laughs) Since you're here.
3: Well, Paige Paige was in the room. See here's the thing. This is like our biggest clue probably that that Adam is the killer because not only is Adam at the apartment Ah. but also the death of Gary in itself is like a huge clue that it's probably Adam because why would Dorothy if it were actually Dorothy why would she have any incentive to kill Gary the creepy next door neighbor but we had a very short moment before where where she she complains to Adam about Gary and how she feels on, unsi- mm-hmm. you know, like creeped out by her so neighbor. True. So then it's yes, almost as yes. if he's like protecting her because she's like the one that he is protective of. Nothing's going to really, happen to her. Yeah. yeah, and so then he goes and he yeah. kills Gary. But the fact that the, but the cleanup of this would be absolutely impossible. How would he? How would he kill Gary? and clean that that up with an iron and clean it up by the time she would get home before actually Paige actually beats her to the house.
2: (laughs) Which makes Paige like I guess a red herring but obviously she's not the damn killer
3: but yeah there's like there's a few red herrings for Paige is that she's the first one to mention Jeremy Melton ever and the fact that she's in the apartment but she doesn't have enough motive or character really to be considered the killer wait
2: in this Kate and Paige scene too there's this dialogue where I'm like this is also where the women are just as toxic as the men sometimes sometimes in this movie where he says she said that Paige confides in Kate she's like ew the detective put his hand on my thigh and she's like well did you ask him to She's like, what do you think? And she's like, I don't know. Uh, What do you mean, I don't know? Bitch, no, fuck no.
4: (laughs) I don't know. I don't
3: know how I feel about Adam <laughs> at this point. We're supposed at this point we're supposed to feel like he's a good guy. It almost be like it would be too obvious. I
0: honestly like cuz they're introducing like the photo technology of what Jeremy Melton looks like as an adult and it's definitely not like what Adam looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I was honestly I was like this is an outside character.
3: Also in this section is when we meet we met the character of Ruthie. Oh, like on. she, yeah, and she is like this caricature of just this angry woman. And I can't believe that we're this far into the movie, and we're still meeting characters. Like that is great. <laughs> that is crazy like yeah, through. it's just body count. but um, I don't know. yeah, she is sort of also a red herring just a little bit because she's like, watch your back. But she says it to a character named Cam- yeah. to fucking Campbell, who's also just kill fodder, to be honest,
2: honestly, I think Campbell is kind of hot too, and I feel like this is where the movie could have used some sex scenes. Like, if you're gonna make the guys in this movie assholes, at least show us their assholes. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna make them assholes,
0: show their assholes.
3: <laughs> Alright, well, uh, let's keep going. Alright, Frankie, take it away.
2: Kate and Adam continue their flirtation when Adam surprises Kate outside her apartment, and they exchange Valentine's Day gifts. Adam tells her that he was also interviewed by Detective Vaughn. She apologizes and they decide to see each other at Dorothy's Valentine's Day party later that night. When Kate enters her apartment, she is surprised to see the iron is perfectly wrapped up. She is startled by Paige, who is actually in her apartment, and they have a phone chat with Dorothy, who is upset that the police have also interviewed Campbell. Does she even know her his last name at this point?
3: <laughs> no no. <laughs> It's a
4: mystery. His last name is soup.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've also asked him not to leave town. The girl suggests sex to make it up to him. Detective Vaughn calls after and informs them that they found and arrested Jason Marquette. Dorothy gives Campbell a watch for Valentine's Day and he's embarrassed for not knowing they were exchanging, but they still end up having sex. <laughs> 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 the mood is awkward afterward. But Campbell does end up giving her a gift, a gold necklace with a tiny cupid on it, and leaves her for a pre party workout.
3: Ew. (laughs) (laughs) Who does that? Never.
4: (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to take 14,000 shots. Thank you.
2: (laughs) At the pool, Campbell is on the phone attempting to transfer funds from Dorothy's father into his own account. Over the intercom, Dorothy asks if Campbell could reignite the pilot light in the basement. When he enters the basement, we see the Cupid killers behind him watching. After lighting the pilot and saying his work deserves a Porsche, the killer swings an axe into Campbell's back, killing him. Who okay, could have wait, seen that is, coming? <laughs> this is generation-wise thought process of life. Like, uh, I lit the pilot light on the <laughs> water heater. I deserve a Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> he's just,
3: well. I mean, he's all, he's like a he's like a con artist. He's like a fucking scam artist who is trying to steal money from Dorothy and her family.
0: Like the post-sex scene. I think that the vibe I got was that he never got it up.
3: I do think that's what it is. I don't think that he, I wasn't sure if he like came too early or if he had a limp dick.
0: I feel like it was a limp dick situation.
3: Oh Yeah. Yeah,
0: I don't know what that means. It might mean a lot of things, but like I, that was the vibe I got.
2: Maybe he's gay and he knows that's that his looks to seduce I, women.
0: That's <laughs> kind of what I thought. That's yeah. kind of what I thought. he's like,
2: I, he he might be.
0: He loves money. Okay. He like knows like his angles to work.
2: Maybe Dorothy's insecurities, like maybe she talks about them during sex, and it oh like, my god makes him limp.
3: Don't look at me. Yeah. Don't yeah. Really. turn don't the
2: lights off. Shut the blinds. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was totally daytime that this. Oh, it was daytime happening. sex. Like too. it was like. The worst time. There's no hiding anything,
1: you know?
3: Like- I do think that the Campbell death, though, really fits both theories. It, it could be Adam or Dorothy because Dorothy is the one who tells him to go down to, you know, relight the pilot, but Adam could have blown it out. So, <laughs> I'm, trying to, so I'm trying to, like, what is, the, what is the point of killing Campbell? You know, that's what I was trying to figure yeah. out. And I was like, I guess it has to do with uh just giving Dorothy a reason to be upset for the night like almost setting her up oh, for, totally. you know, for this moment no, I agree with uh, you that. know
4: or even like keeping Dorothy around like keeping her involved like he could like the killer could have really killed Dorothy but he decided not yeah. to and killed Campbell's easier yeah Right.
3: Or maybe it's because maybe it's like a fuck you to Dorothy, because if she is the main target, he's like, I'm going to kill your fucking boyfriend and make you feel like a piece of shit for the rest of the night before I kill you. But see, that's
2: the thing, too, with this movie that kind of like throws me off is like, I don't know who to look at. Am I supposed to look at Kate, Paige or Dorothy? Right. Like everybody else is kind of like, you know, whatever. But those are the three that are like continually throughout the movie. And I'm like, I don't know where to look like, who am I focused on? Like, what do I do? Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's almost like it's like a group of all best friends with no main girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, with there no final because no Yeah.
2: You think it's Marley Shelton, but it's not. Yeah. yeah it's an ensemble yeah. effort.
3: Yeah. It, 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 which is interesting. Going back to Dorothy
4: and Campbell, I'm like, for her to have these insane insecurities and be targeted by a certain type and then have this quote unquote boyfriend who's really just like moved into her house is like so sus. And I'm like, <laughs> Dorothy, yeah. he's not your boyfriend. He's just living with you. <laughs> like,
2: this is the, this is the problem with her, with her insecurities. Like, she'll move with somebody in, don't even know their last name. Right. He's yes. taking her father's money, and she has no idea because she's just glad for the attention. Right.
3: Yeah, totally. that's what she, she needs it. She needs it to feel loved because you know, I think she she's had a neglectful life. Obviously, her dad doesn't give a shit about her. Yeah. And she
0: I was always, like friends with the hotter girls, and she's like the yeah. bigger
3: girl, and yeah, right, exactly. But she's rich. And, you know, mm -hmm. so she has like, she's like an heiress to whatever fortune. And she obviously, (laughs) like, maybe only had friends because of that. Maybe she never felt like they actually cared about her and that it was all, you know, which which does sort of come up later. Yeah. 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 All right. So um, let's continue.
0: Kate arrives at the Valentine's Day rager and finds Paige, who tells her, She's invited Brian, the guy from Turbo Dating. Kate runs into Adam and the two of them find Dorothy drowning her sorrows in, with champagne as she thinks that she's been dumped by Campbell, who is a
3: no-show. Real quick about that, I never noticed until this time that I watched that she's also eating a plate of chicken wings. I was oh like, my god, oh my god. I didn't even god. notice that. I was like, wait, what? I was oh, like, that's a how one, we know like, we in full- trouble. <laughs> yeah, a full plate, <laughs> a full plate of chicken wings, just it's down to much. the bone.
4: My husband pointed this out, and he's like, "She literally ate like 30 chicken wings. How did
3: she?" Yeah, you eat? I was like, "Is this supposed to be like her trauma, like like her fat girl?" I you can know, see that. I can see it. I things see coming it. out. I was like, "Wow, okay, <sighs> Good. subtle, subtle guy."
2: <laughs> it should have been like a whole chicken, like the bones. The <laughs> the Meanwhile, Paige is
0: found by Ryan and they decide to immediately head upstairs to a private room. When Brian drops his pants and tells her to, quote-unquote, wax it,
1: the weirdest.
0: Paige is insulted, <laughs> but decides to oblige. Paige ties a naked Brian to the bed, and then <laughs> pours hot candle wax on his penis and leaves him.
2: Mm-hmm. Boom. Paige is awesome. I
1: love it. Awesome. obsessed
0: with her. Our babe Paige meets back up with Kate and they find the angry woman from the art show, Ruthie. Ruthie tells Dorothy that the Cupid necklace actually belonged to her and that Campbell has only been after her for money. Dorothy claims that he loves her and she is thrown out. Paige takes this as an opportunity to head to the hot tub Ruthie sneaks back into the party and makes her way into Campbell's guest room and steals the watch that Dorothy gifted him. As she makes her way downstairs to a secluded part of the house, she finds the Cupid Killer who has murdered the head housekeeper. She runs and is stalked into the spa where she discovers Campbell's body in a steam room. Making one last attempt at fleeing, Ruthie is attacked and thrown through a glass shower door. Her neck is then forced onto the shards of broken glass, killing her. (laughs) Kate is stopped by Max, Lily's artist boyfriend, who tells her that Lily never arrived in LA. When she tells Dorothy... They go to find Paige, and they get a phone call from Detective Vaughn, who says they didn't have enough evidence to keep Jason Marquette and to stay together in case the killer is in fact Jeremy Melton. He's on his way. Kate goes to find Adam and catches him breaking his sobriety and throwing back glasses of champagne this piece of shit. Paige, who's made her way to the hot tub with a bottle of champagne. We see the killer is watching her through a door. After being startled by a noise, she turns back to find that somebody has left a rose next to her champagne bottle. She begins to look around for whoever did it, assuming it's Brian, this little piece of shit, and demands (laughs) that he get the fuck out when she turns around it is in fact the killer who throws her into the hot tub and locks her in with a glass hot tub cover Mm -hmm. he then begins to pull out a power drill and he's drilling holes into the cover attempting to hit her gasping for air Paige uses the holes as a way to breathe but is drilled in the arm by the killer now the water a bright blood red he opens the glass door and tosses the drill inside electrocuting page and causing a power outage throughout the entire house the party quickly clears out.
3: So, uh, first thing I noticed is I've always wanted a party like this, I will say. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You first need a fucking
2: mansion.
3: <laughs> yeah, I need one with a mansion, I want the decorations, I want I the lighting, light- I want it all. Yeah, uh,
0: the hot tub, yeah. like the
3: freaking the freaking,
0: like, shrubbery. I like would never thing?
4: sneak to a oh hot tub God. by myself.
2: Me either, I've never been in a hot tub by myself. No!
4: <laughs> and, like, the hot tub is in a room, and she puts her back to the door, and I'm like, Rookie,
2: I've... move. Yeah.
4: Yes. I'm like, yeah. that is so stupid. I'm hey, like,
2: she's beauty, not the brains. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. This is Paige's moment, and honestly, like she has, she she has she, two moments
3: in here. She has two- yeah, mm-hmm. and if
2: she was living in San Francisco, she could find somebody a lot better than Brian. Totally. Ugh.
1: Ugh. Brian's so gross. so
3: gross. I'm like, what is? She-?
2: However, I'm like, okay, what it And he's
3: like let's go upstairs i'm gonna sh- i have a surprise to show you and she's like Ew. okay let's go like what did she think first of all
0: like i would never go second right. of all the surprise like i hated the winnie the pooh moment like the pants down
1: shirt on moment like <laughs> i hate it I-, I loved
4: her so much like what a power move like playing yeah it like, then, like
3: take it off take it off take it off yeah wax yeah. it oh. Fuck you.
0: Also, I feel like the the verbiage of, like, wax it, like, I feel like that's an odd, like, um...
2: Like a saying?
0: Yeah, I've never heard that. I don't know what that. that
2: means. Like, spit shine?
4: I don't fucking know. Like, but
0: it feels like weird. an odd thing
4: to say. I'm a Capricorn. I would take it literally and I'd be like, I don't have wax. <laughs> I can make like a, a little <laughs> sugar wax for you downstairs in the kitchen. Maybe Paige is the
2: Capricorn. <laughs>
4: oh maybe. Yeah, we don't, <laughs> We don't know it. what their signs are. I can are. see it. I can see <laughs> it. I think the biggest thing that bothers me is like, obviously that scene is like really uh, horrifying, but also just her sitting back like, back to door in the hot tub scares me so much. Like, I <laughs> yeah, I can't deal.
3: Yeah. I mean, at this point, I don't think, they, I don't think yes. they know that other people have been murdered other than Shelly at this point. <laughs> I mean, I guess if they're like, yeah, like, there's a police investigation. Like, girl, don't <laughs> totally, back towards totally. that door.
0: We all know there's a murderer on
3: the loose. <laughs> the murderer is like a, he's like, he's like a teleport, teleporter. Because he's like behind her watching <laughs> yes. her from this door. And then she turns around to hear a noise. And she turns around and all of a sudden there's a fucking rose on the hot tub. I'm like, how in the which, hell? Like, I
1: know, like The, logi- the logistics
3: this of this series. killer are just, they're all over the place.
0: <laughs> he's, yeah, he's here for the drama, which I respect.
3: But I do really love this one. Mo- I think this is my favorite moment Ugh. of the whole movie. Is this, this, death, this death scene this is death really scene, fucking good. It is
0: like, it's so drama and I love it.
3: Oh, yeah. it's drama. It's suspenseful.
2: Well, I love how like, the, like he drills her arm first so like the, yes. the water turns red. Yes, yes. And so then when he throws the drill in, you get these like... Surges of lightning because she's electrocuted, it. and it just looks so aesthetic. It's so aesthetically pleasing. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. definitely
3: the most successful of the moments in the film, I would say. And honestly,
2: when I would watch this movie like on TBS when I was younger, this is like the <laughs> one part that I remember. Oh watching. yeah, it's
3: it's pro- yeah. Like when you think of like when you have like a face or like an Instagram survey and you're like favorite deaths from this I would definitely put this up there with what the, some top, of the best so I think yeah. it's really I think it's really original I, I mean how often have you seen a death like this in a, yeah. in a horror film
2: this to me is equivalent to Tatum and Scream yeah like I feel like I feel like if somebody like thinking back like because I watched Scream a thousand times <laughs> but if I hadn't I feel like Tatum's death would be the standout to me. Like, remember the girl that gets smashed in the garage? Like, yeah, that yeah. would be like the so this to me is like equivalent. And Paige's character is basically equivalent to Tatum, I guess, so I feel yeah. like she gets the Tatum treatment. In this. Yeah, <laughs> <absolutely>. <laughs> she gets the big eleven
3: o'clock number death. Yeah, yes, <laughs> death, yes, yes, yes. Well, I,
4: I, because like this is like the first time I've seen this movie, so I was like beyond shocked because he like closed the hot tub cover, and I was like. Oh my god! Like she's gonna suffocate or something, and then he starts drilling holes, and I'm like, "Oh, she can breathe!" And then he's like going after her with the drill, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I think he's switched. doing, and
3: he's—I think he's doing it just to make the water red. Yeah. I mean, because he could have totally. just killed her and thrown the thing in, you know, the power drill in, but he—he's one for the drama. Yes. He is.
4: And then when he throws the drill in, I was not expecting that at all. I was like, "Okay, wait." I know. You could have done that from the beginning. I'm so scared. It's all for the
1: drama.
0: But it so is. We have to respect. We have to respect. And he wanted
3: to boil her alive.
0: Yes,
1: you're yeah. so <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> so this Ruthie's death scene, which honestly, she's just a victim of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Totally. She has nothing to do with anything. She just happens to see... And see, and this is another way that it could have possibly been Dorothy, is that she kills the housekeeper, who we who they have like a fucking... You know, they have an bitch off they have an exchange yeah. off earlier in the film. That's on like all the side characters that makes more sense that Dorothy would kill. Like why did Adam if he was the killer, why did he kill the housekeeper.
2: These two deaths don't play into what's going on.
3: Yeah, but I mean it's a fun set piece and I like and I think it's pretty brutal. The
0: Ruthie death, like her neck on like the broken shards of glass was like Oof. probably the most impactful thing that I saw in the movie. Like I love it's the page death, it's great. I love an axe, I love it, it's great. But like the neck smashed down onto the broken shards. I was like yeah
2: what a way to go yeah i know honestly in all of these deaths in this section i'm like they could have gone further but then i read that um they're hoping fans fans of this movie like jake are hoping that this movie gets a director's cut eventually because apparently these death scenes were much more elaborate in the original cut but after they got an r rating the studio then asked them to cut down on the death scenes i'm like why
3: i mean i think it i mean it's because this you know post columbine and they were trying they were really trying to cut down on violence in cinema because they were attributing it to teens i don't know going crazy and shooting up their schools and so but i do have to say that for this has
2: been this has been like proven that like After all these, after Columbine, post Columbine's, post like all these major massive school shootings, we had a movie like Freaky come out, which literally has a person, you know, like a serial killer in a student's body killing other students at school. And no one said anything. So horror movies don't censor it because of what's going on in the real world. Because people go to movies to escape. They're not going to, I don't think they're going to, I think there was oh, there was
3: just so much fear in the early 2000s about it. I think unfortunately we've hit a point where we're incredibly desensitized to that. But um yeah, I don't know. That pro- that, yeah, that yeah. those those following few years after Columbine were rough cuz the same thing happened with Scream 3. Like that had a
2: that had a huge
3: effect on Scream 3. Hey Devin, do you want to take away this last one?
2: Oh wait, wait, you know what? I have to say that Adam is wearing the ugliest. I think Emily mentioned this earlier or maybe Devin did, but it Adam is wearing the ugliest button-up shirt. <laughs> and- so, like, unflattering. He looks like Frankenstein. That was the
3: early 2000s look was a fucking Disgusting. baggy. It was baggy <laughs> clothes, like the 90s into the early 2000s. Yeah. It was baggy, baggy, baggy. Yeah. Yeah, that was Especially horrible. for
2: men.
4: Straight
3: men, yeah, baggy. Totally.
2: But...
4: As the party looks to be a total bust, Kate and Dorothy begin to have an argument about who they think the killer is. Dorothy insinuates that it could be Adam, causing Kate to re- retaliate and accuse Campbell since nobody knows anything about him or where he even is, causing Dorothy to expel her true insecurities which come from being the fat friend in a group of pretty girls with great attributes. Dorothy storms off, leaving Kate alone. When Kate calls to check on the ETA of Detective Vaughn, she hears the sound of a cell phone ringing in the distance. She follows the sound outside to a creek where she finds Vaughn's cell phone. The dry cleaning slip she gifted Adam and Detective Vaughn's severed head. Kate runs into the house where she finds a drunken Adam wandering by himself. As she tries to keep her cool and look for Dorothy, Adam insists she's fine and that she, sorry. My contacts are so dry it hurts. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, he just wants to dance with her. Kate knees Adam in the balls and runs away, finding that Dorothy's room is trashed as if there was a struggle. When he catches up, she is able to smash a champagne bottle over his head and escape, discovering the bodies of Ruthie and Paige along the way. She is able to grab a gun from the study and make her way slowly back up the stairs. As she enters Dorothy's room, she's tackled by the Cupid killer, and the two of them tumble down the stairs. As Kate wakes up, the killer lays passed out next to her. He suddenly sits up, but is gunned down by Adam, who has picked up the gun at the top of the stairs. Kate and Adam embrace and decide to unmask the killer once and for all. Like a Scooby-Doo moment. (laughs) (laughs) They pull off the mask, and it is Dorothy. As they wait for the police, they discuss that Dorothy must have never been so lonely and that Kate never knew she was so unhappy. She lays her head on his chest as he comforts her. Suddenly, blood drips onto her cheek. As the camera pans up to Adam's face, we see that his nose is bleeding as he assures Kate that nothing will ever happen to her the end (laughs) (laughs) what
2: a beautiful melody (laughs) honestly though when this movie ends I still don't know if the killer is Dorothy or
3: right I mean I I think I think there are like I have like several theories about like the killer obviously has to be Adam but I think there are so many clues that point to it actually being Dorothy so I'm like what if it was both of them Oh my God. Which I don't have a reason why they would be working together. However,
2: I do feel like it's a possibility because... I feel like this movie almost set itself up for a sequel, like where they do find out that Dorothy was a killer and so was Adam. Like maybe they were in Cahoots together. Yeah, may- I mean, maybe. I mean, I, I
3: don't think that's it, but I feel like that's a really strong oh. theory that you can... You know, I, I think that's a really strong <laughs> argument you can make because yeah. it's like, why were all these side ki- like, characters killed? But there are also too many specifics as why Adam would kill certain characters like... Like Gary, And then there's also things like Dorothy receiving the card in the mail that totally decimate this theory right, that Dorothy right, could right, right. actually been sure. the killer. I'm
0: like, there had to be a way he convinced Dorothy to put on the costume.
3: I think that when Kate runs into the room, she sees that the room is fucked up. Like, there's obviously been a struggle, but we don't see what happened in there. I'm assuming that Adam and, and Dorothy had a moment and he put her in the costume probably killed her or not Probably not killed obviously she's still alive but somehow was able to knock her out or something knocked her out and then threw and then launched her fucking dead body or not dead body but launched her body (laughs) at kate and then they tumble their asses down the stairs and then he takes the opportunity to shoot a killer but i guess the strongest clue i would say for that this being adam is that Dorothy is now going to be blamed for all these murders, Right. which she's like falsely accused for these murders. Which is exactly what happened to him back in oh, the day when yeah, she falsely yeah. accused him. Oh. Yeah. Smart. And and so it's Damn almost bitch. So, you're like a genius. <laughs> you figured it out. Not only does he kill her, but then he also gets to. Destroy her name in the process. Like right. she was the she was the ultimate yeah, target yeah, yeah. after all. The, yeah, yeah uh, that's sort of my theory. And Kate
0: was the nice one, so like he always has right. a soft spot for her. So like yeah can kill her, and he'll take care of her and blah, blah blah. Yes,
3: exactly. He finally gets the girl in the end. He gets the girl that one of these girls that he wanted yes, at the, yes. You know,
1: that's yes. a great oh theory. God. That's a really know. great so, theory
2: it's not even a theory Jake I really think that's the answer that has to be
4: I I agree I I
3: totally agree I, I, I honestly wish it was Dorothy though
2: I know. Me I know. Too. Me too. I do. I think that would have. I think that's a stronger ending. But I do think that the build up they have between men and women in this film—it's like, okay, one of the men has to be the killer. Right. Jake, you went into the why done it instead of the who done it, so you totally played into the, uh, the yes. goal of this film. Jamie yeah.
3: Blancs, I figured oh, yeah. it out.
2: <laughs> I I do feel for Dorothy in this section though, because this is when she tells Kate, like, you were the this the nice one, and Paige was the sexy one and this was the fat one and that one and that was the big fat one I'm like girl first of all even in the the middle school flashback scenes you are not the big fat one right you are the rich one right how do you not see yourself as that
3: lean in babe lean in this is obviously an argument she's had with herself a lot totally you know this is something that she's She's built up in her own mind as opposed to actually having these conversations with her friends so I think at this moment it like her expelling all this shit is is like perfect opportunity because it yes. because it makes her look insecure enough to, to uh, go on this spree, you know. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. So yes. it, so it like plays into her being framed in a way because they learn that she has all this resentment for her friends, for everybody, for the whole situation, and now they're they've all been killed off, and it's like well yeah. obviously yeah. So it just plays into her being framed. I would say. And that scene that that her and Marley Shelton filmed together was the first day of filming for them. Isn't that hilarious? Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Like, you barely know
4: each other, but, like, let's hop into this. Let's dive in.
2: (laughs) Into this deep, dark moment where they they barely know their characters. (laughs)
4: Right, exactly.
3: Now we gotta yell at each other like we're fucking... Like, we... Yeah, it's crazy. Oh,
4: my gosh. Well, like, even, like, deeper into, like, the whole situation of the middle school where you were like, yeah, no, she's... You're rich. Like, play into that. That is so crazy. Like, I feel like so many high school girls like use their like one strength to their, like they will <laughs> grind and like climb to this and be like, no, I, I'm the, I'm the fun brunette girl. Like, <laughs> guilty, that's me. And like use that to their ability. Like, and I'm like, she used, like she just focused so much on her, like things that she was so self conscious on. It made me so sad.
3: Right. Yeah. I she know. she tried to mask it with going to yoga and losing the weight but it's like she was she was using she was trying to fix it with the superficial problem you know fix her superficial problems but not her internal problems it's like this girl needed therapy as opposed to you know a fucking gym membership honestly (laughs)
2: this is truly deeply sad because this the kind of stuff that does come up when you're like a preteen to a teenager they do really affect the rest of your life because these are things that like are ingrained into your memory and your mind like as to who you are and what people think of you and that's Sad. i do feel for this character in yes. that moment i do think dorothy is the most fleshed out character she is I, I
3: do i do yeah, think yeah. she's the most complex character yeah and um you know she has a very dark ending but i mean maybe it's one that i don't say she, she doesn't
2: deserve it <laughs> I mean. on a lighter <laughs> yeah. note kate putting that gun together and she's like dropping it oh and my god were, that's real do you think that <laughs> that was real or do you think that they could have like been like they could have reshot it, but because of their limited budget, that they were like, no, I don't know, you have to use it. <laughs>
3: I mean, I feel like they probably saw it as a moment of like realism. They're like, I mean, would this girl actually know how to load a gun? I know I wouldn't, probably not. I'd be like, ah! I would fucking like,
1: drop it too. Boom! <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to do. I'm so
2: scared. Yeah. Oh, and then this is also the moment that I was going to say, I was going to come back to you about David Boreanaz, or David bone Boney Daddy. The studio did not want Kate, or Marley Shelton to hit him in the face with the yeah. fake glass bottle because they were scared that his face was get cut and oh, destroyed. <laughs>
4: oh my God. Right! <laughs> this is
2: literally the commentary that they had words after about they shouldn't have done that but actually David and Marley decided this together he was like just hit me in the face with it it needs to be done like this is what would happen in this you know situation and so she did it but the executive producers had words about it like we told you not to do that blah, blah 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 like are you kidding me do you guys really think he's that cute
3: no I mean hey he's <laughs> look—he's a teen heartthrob because of even though he wasn't a teen he was in his 20s but he's angel he's from Buffy like it's it's hard to it's hard to argue
2: with that Yeah. well also there's a line earlier in the film that plays into that yes. where they say well he's no angel yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> When I was a kid, I ate that lineup. I was like, and "He is Angel." He's- oh <laughs> yeah, because
2: you're a Buffy fan through and through. Oh for sure, oh, I loved oh it. Gosh. I thought that was a great nod.
3: I just I
4: loved the end of this movie so much because like from if I don't dive deep into it, which I usually don't, like it felt like a twist having Dorothy being unmasked and then another like a double twist. twist. We drink that to a
3: city. <laughs> So, final thoughts, final thoughts. What do we think about this movie?
2: Okay, I have my final thoughts. I think the ending is lackluster, honestly, because we don't have this big reveal or explanation as to who and why. Sure. But I do think that the way you explained it, Jake, I do think it makes more sense to me now. Um, but I do wish for that, you know? Yeah. Um, I honestly think that this movie has moments of campiness and humor yeah they could have played up and i think even the director has said that had if he could go back he would play up to cheap scares and humor yeah Yeah. which i could have which i think this movie could have used to make it funner more it could have funner been more fun, more fun more fun more fun more funner and um, <laughs> um i think it could have just played into itself more and gone full camp it didn't have to be meta like Scream, but i think that it could have just gone full 80s yeah slasher and just went with the camp went with the humor and i think it would have been stronger i really think it could use a reboot yeah. and I think that there's enough reverence for this film to do it and right? pull it off oh
3: my successfully. I think people want this film to be good like they want to see this story done well um, and for me I would say that like, I'm like fully aware again that this is like this is like a poorly written film I think the worst part about yeah, it probably it is. is the script I think it's pretty poorly written but uh, honestly I appreciate the the reverence for the Val for Valentine's Day, I think of like the Valentine's horror films, it is the most valentine's E, you know it like like i think has a lot of reverence for the holiday we got chocolates and we have evil cards and we have cupid killers i love it like i eat that shit up you know yeah but i
2: do think that they could go further
3: oh they absolutely could have gone further and i do think that there's a lot of shortcomings of what they could have done and what they did and you know that sucks i i wish that they had they had been able to I don't know. Realize it a little better, but I do like, but I do like the nods to like the Giallo stuff. I think that stuff yeah, is really cool. That's cute. I love that. Totally. I don't know. I wish that somebody had taken the reins a little more and really uh, just own, ref- own, 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 yeah, leaned into to what it could have been, you know. Like yeah. I love
0: holiday horror. I love holiday horror. Same. And so like this will always have like it always it feels good. Like I love to watch these things like at certain times of year. It's great. It's good. Yeah. But I
4: yeah I agree. I agree. There's some weak points in it. Um Frankie, I have a question. Yes. Who would your ideal cast be for the reboot?
2: <laughs> oh, this is a good question. Okay. <laughs> Um, I think that Emma Roberts would have to fit in here somewhere. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could see her as, like, either a page, but I really would want her to be Dorothy and be the killer. Yeah. I
4: think she has Love to it. be. A, a, there has to be, like, a like a Megan, Megan
2: Fox.
3: Megan Fox? I was going to say Megan
4: oh, Fox's page. yeah.
2: yeah. I know. <laughs> I know, yeah. That would be cute. That would be really cute. But I think as far as, like, Adam, like, especially if they were going to keep him as the killer, I feel mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I want somebody really sexy. Yeah. So who could that be?
4: Uh, Chris Hemsworth.
2: Oh, Ooh. Yeah. All right, we can do
3: that. Let's do that. That'd be
4: cute. That'd be cute. Oh
3: that God, would be okay.
4: cute. We like to play a
0: game on our podcast. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's called Mary Fuck Kill. Yes. And I'm gonna <laughs> give you three options. You gotta pick one that you marry, one that you fuck, one you that that you kill. I'm gonna give you out of this movie characters. Okay. Okay. All right. Option one, Campbell. Option two, Detective Vaughn. Option three, Artist Max.
2: Okay, I would fuck Campbell, kill Vaughn, and marry Mac. I think I'd do the same. Ooh, yeah, I
3: probably would too. Yeah,
2: right. Because yeah. you want to fuck yeah. Campbell because he's he's awful,
3: but he can't get it up. Yeah, he can't get yeah, his yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my. yeah.
2: Oh, he can't get it up. That's right. He just
3: got to turn around for us, though, so that's fine.
2: <laughs> I would kill Vaughn because just out of all three, he's the least sexiest. Yeah, I know. Bulldog. And I would just marry um, Max because he's an artist. You know, I think there's a deeper... I think there's a deeper thing we could have learned about him.
4: I get that. I want to be in his videos being, like...
2: Oh, yeah. Lingerie model. <laughs> it's,
4: it's just my mouth. i like, turn right.
1: <laughs> All right,
3: friends. Well, I think that we fucking put the knife in this movie. I think we killed it. Oh,
4: yes, we, we, we did. We sure did. Um,
3: so, hey, before we go, give our listeners one last, uh, you know, idea of who you are and where and when they can listen to your episodes
4: yeah okay so we're the fangirls yes. um you can find us on instagram twitter tiktok even yes <laughs> and any like podcast listening sites that you like wherever you listen to your podcast you can find us and we're always at fangirls Pod. f-a-n-g-g-i-r-l-s we're, we're dumb sluts and you know, we'll message you back <laughs> so fucking talk to us yes, <laughs> yes and our episodes now come out on Wednesdays yeah awesome. just like
3: ours uh, well we're so happy that you got to hang with us and chat with us we've had so much fun no
4: thank you guys so much you so for I having us it. like this has been such a fun time such a blessing like I just feel so honored that you guys invited <laughs> us on your podcast yes. and <laughs> I hope that we um
3: lived up to the hype yeah. Yeah. <laughs> make <laughs> us
1: sound
0: good please thank you <laughs> alright folks
3: well um, I think that is it for us remember you can follow us on all of our social media platforms which is one pretty much it's just Instagram so uh, follow <laughs> us at, in, at fearthetalkingqueers.com we got, uh, you can go to our website www.fearthetalkingqueers.com and uh send us an email send us a dm and get ready for next week as we continue our month of obsessions in february where we will be revisiting our favorite movie of all time scream so get ready for that we've already done an episode on it kind of but we're we're gonna give it the time it deserves yes
2: yeah, babe. All screams. full two
1: hours. Yes.
3: <laughs> well, we just gotta leave you with one thing, and that's a sweet screams, bitch. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye. <laughs>